1: seconds too long for a dramatic intro that's my that's my initial take right now andy i don't i don't know um obviously we're we're new to the Streamyard youtube experience we're still experimenting a little here uh my my initial take there is it's
2: a little too dramatic for yeah, november, the light, november the, 6th the light years dude talk about dramatic <laughs> the golden state warriors are dramatic on november 6th you know what i'm talking about like <laughs> we, we, we want to talk about a dramatic team organization right now that's this is why we've got anthony slater on that
3: felt like election day to me, like an election day countdown going into CNN.
1: You know, I'm I'm playing with the settings here. I'm trying to figure out how to do stuff. I'm, like I said, still in the amateur mode here, and I'm like, you know, we're hitting 17, 16. I'm like, really? We're not? Wow. I, was so anyway. that your
3: Was that your choice on the background music too? Because it felt like, you know, if something <laughs> somber happens <laughs> in the sports James world and they send it to break, they have to go to like more of that. So I mean, we will get. not
2: be benched maybe <laughs> maybe
3: it does fit they're three and seven so that's like kind of your uh, your intro at this point.
1: <laughs> slater appreciate you joining us um yeah i mean i feel like that's <laughs> i feel like that's i feel like that's like a story it's like i want to not be panicked they won the title last year all the like concern trolling over a lack of a big man all this stuff like They kind of, you know, it kind of worked out for them last year. But three and seven's three and seven. Where's, where's your head at right now with this? With this, I mean, I don't.
3: I'm not in this grander, like you know, what is rotten at the core, like you know, the season's derailed because, like you said, I mean, this is my tenth season covering the NBA. I feel like there's a point in every single season. A lot of times, you know, month a, a month long, a six week long period where you're like writing these nightly articles like you know what's wrong well you know what's the panic meter that type of thing so they're just having a bad stretch early uh which you know i mean considering you did not expect three and seven but i think we all expected like growing pains um to a point i mean i would say there are deeper issues that i'm sure we're going to get into that like do speak to some long-term stuff but i think we all know like the why they still profile as a title contender is because of like what six players will still play the bulk of the minutes
2: come second round of the playoffs. Yeah. Three and seven though. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I mean, I, I watch I watched the Lakers today lose to the Cavs and I can't even enjoy it. You know, it's not even an enjoyable time because I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, the Lakers could still be, you know, they're, they're still right there well, with the Warriors. <laughs> they're only well, let one let game back two. Too.
3: look. <laughs> Look league wide, then. Uh, so, like, the what are the Suns now? Like seven and one, seven and two. Yeah. They, I saw they lost to Portland. So, yeah. uh, Suns scare you in a in a, in a series tomorrow that yeah. starts
2: tomorrow? Obviously I'm not, right? Yeah. Okay.
3: Who in the West does right now? Memphis. I mean, Memphis. They had a nice win today. Jaw looks good. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's a threatening series. But do you if a if a series starts tomorrow against anybody in the West and you know Steve Kerr's rotation, are you? viewing them as non-favorites but but that's
1: that's not my concern my concern is them getting in a hole and having to chase it for a month and a half two months and then just Mm -hmm. dead legs like basically i mean it feels like the 2021 season right now again 10 games in they have a lot of time to correct that not get there but like a lot of what went wrong there was no depth and it was like a seven to eight man rotation for two months and they just kind of ran out of steam. So that's kind of, that's kind of the bigger concern. Do I think a team built about around Steph Draymond um, and clay can't beat everyone in the West? Of course. But I mean, they got, they got bounced in the play in by jaw two years ago for no other reason than I would say dead legs. So,
3: Yeah you it's definitely like you're going into now these regular season games like eh, there's a little bit more on the line than you expected mm-hmm. in any regular season mm-hmm. game uh, which is different i mean so, you know you compared it to 2 years ago i'd say it's like the absolute flip opposite of last year where they they rip off that 18 and 2 start and because they gave themselves such a buffer yep. there was those periods they had a 1 and 7 period in like february march and then another right. one they went 6 and 14 over a 20 game stretch last year yep. but yep. they gave themselves such a cushion that they just fell down to the three seed. Where now, yeah, I mean, it's not good for them if if come February they're playing their main guys like 40 minutes because they need this win against, you know, the Grizzlies tonight. That's not good. And then just the young guys don't look as good as expected. I'm sure we're going to get into that. But, like, that to me is the problem. Like, yeah, they were promoting these guys into the rotation, and that was what we were all looking at early in the season. And, like, you know, it's only 10 games
1: in, but doesn't look great. So that's – I mean, that's the, that's the story. Like the, the core six, well, pool pool could look better and clay, clay could definitely look better too, but like the, the main guys, like it's still a winning combination when they're out there, even if clay or pool are not hitting shots, like the whole starting group with Looney and Draymond, like they're winning after that. I don't know that there's anyone trustworthy on this roster. I, you know, Dante's hurt. So that's that's one unknown. But like Jamichael Green, not a great first 10 games. And then, like you said, the young players, none of them look reliable in any capacity at this point. And that is kind of where the concern level is, because uh, it is a long season. The same way you can go, well, they got 72 more games of this. You could flip it the other way and go. They got I, 72
2: more of this. Like, I, where where are they going to get? Where are they getting
1: energy from? Everyone I, I would argue. Payton, but, you know.
2: Yeah, I would argue last year they won the championship because Steph got injured. And missed a month. Um, the concerning part here is that those guys played the back to back. They played against Detroit. And I was just like, Why are you guys playing? And then they lose that game and it's, right is compounded. But uh they, they Sam, did play some back to backs early last season. I
3: remember yeah. remember the Pacers Knicks one uh when he was chasing the record, like right. right. So this is a time of the year, you know, trust me, come January, February, you
2: you know, you can pencil and rest for those guys. Do we talk about do we talk about the elephant in the room, the big, the biggest <laughs> elephant now? In the well, room. I mean, so, it's, so, ties- yeah. I okay. So Slater, you you wrote about this, and I thought this was. I always I think it's fascinating because I don't think it's that common for Coach and and Curry, even specifically, to come out and say, oh, "All right, rotational changes are coming." I think it's kind of weird, actually. Um, I I think it's sometimes it might it's kind have of been like- speaking to his veterans a little bit there. Okay, so you don't think that's what that was a Wiseman thing? You think that was a... I a... uh, I think
3: that, I mean, you know, I, I think it's potential that James Wiseman gets a DMP against the Kings yeah. on Monday. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just think he was, I mean, he he's smart. I think his public messaging was, you know, because not only does he say that in the room and then Steph Curry's on his phone and sees that he says that, sure. Steph Curry then comes in the room and I, my, that's my first question, like rotation, you know, rotation changes are coming. That's how I'm framing a question to him. And mm-hmm. I just think it, it, You know, and I think it's the best to his veterans, but also Jonathan Kaminga. Like, get ready, you know, it's coming. Um, so I just uh, he's selective with his post game tenor. You know, some games I'm I'm like, is he going to come in and like rip the team and then and he'll be super positive
1: about it? He always has a strategy, like any coach, really. Yeah, it seems to me like, um, they gifted Wiseman a nice landing spot to like come out to the season and establish himself. And it's, it, it hasn't happened. Like you wrote about it. You, you, I, I appreciated you kind of like penciling on one play, which was like an analogy for kind of what had not play. been happening with just like boxing out and just general awareness on anything. Do you actually think that they're going to DNP him going forward? Because it feels like even Steve Kerr's comments today in media were about trying to protect him.
3: Yeah, but I think part of that's like hey, you might get a DMP against the Kings, but like they're not just like you know throwing the draft sure. pick away and it's over. It's like, you know, maybe take a week, settle a little bit. I think that's part of, you know, he he actually looked pretty like good in the preseason. Remember the the Japan game against uh, you know, the Wizards, the opening I night, I mean, which we probably all overreacted to, but um, uh, you know, he was used well and it was like, okay, new role, he's a little bit more aware out there, he's, you know, the offense looked kind of good. He was being really efficient. I mean, his through four games, he had really efficient offensive numbers, at least as a catch-and-finisher. Uh, and then I just feel like some of the mistakes started to pile up. They got on the East Coast. You got these East Coast bigs like Isaiah Stewart, Nick Richards, were just bodying him around. He kinda, that,
1: kind of – But isn't that like kind of the concern with him, though? It's yeah, like for the sure. Na- the names you pulled up were like, come on, man like Nick Richards, Isaiah Stewart, like I understand there's history there and he hasn't played in forever, but it's like you get taken second overall. I expect a little better than that.
3: Well, I would say one of the issues with him right now is the role they're putting him in is energy big off the bench. The the type of players who are good at that are Nick Richards and Isaiah Stewart and like, you know, come in, like you got 15 minutes, just like bash your body around, you know, get a high energy rebound, like yell at the crowd a little bit. It's not like, hey, you know, You're you're gonna be a future superstar, go work on a post move or you know, it's just stuff he's not good at. He's not good at like the the dirty work right now. And he I think kind of looks bad, especially on the road against dirty work bigs. That's a bad sign for sure. I mean, look, they just played the number one overall pick from like two months ago and he scored like twenty-two. And then I watched him against the Kings. I'm talking about Paulo and he had 30. (laughs) Like, it's not good where like the second overall pick currently is some of that is Just who he, how raw he is as a player. Some of it is like the dude has missed so much time. So I don't want to frame it in any way that any of this is a good sign. But I'm just trying to contextualize, like why. Like I do think he mentally kind of devolved a little bit during the road trip. And I think even if they're not completely taking him out of the rotation forever, like
2: you know a week
3: off might be good for him.
2: Week off, just send him on PTO, paid leave. (laughs) Go 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 fix some stuff up. Go go see a therapist.
1: I guess the 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 part that. I find Not interesting is Not like good. So, so Steve is clearly trying to protect him a little bit here and just kind of that's, that's part of coaching. Like, I don't know that he's a guy who he doesn't profile as a guy who responds well, to tough love. I don't know that, you know, um, it's I mean, if, if, to, if he was, he wouldn't have been him playing the last five games. So anyway, sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, do you get any sense of how other people around the team, the the veterans, the the assistants, that sort of stuff, are feeling about it because it, it does feel like everyone's kind of bought into kind of trying to see if they can bring it out of him a little bit. And I don't know. Yeah. I mean, everyone
3: has their different styles. Like you said, it is coaching one-on-one. I think it's, it, it it's in stark contrast to what they do with Kaminga, which right. is the tough love approach because Jonathan Kaminga thinks like, I'm pretty much Paul George at this point. I don't know why you're not <laughs> using me like that. Um, you know, <laughs> Wiseman's such an interesting case because his the flashes that he has makes it's not just fans or you know, media believers of like the long term talent. Like they have been. I remember after his first practice ever, you had like Draymond Green coming out like, We got a monster, like wait till y'all see it. Or I remember, remember his first road trip, it was I like Brooklyn, that. Detroit. Like sure. You can go you can go look at the Kirk quotes after um like two games. He was like foundational piece. Like this is he is one of us moving forward because there there's enough of like the tantalizing talent on occasional plays that you it's like there's there's you could tell there's like they want to believe like well if we can mold him into something so I think that I don't know I think that that kind of plays into how much they're you know you could say they're babying him along but like I mean there's just so much riding on him uh, which is a problem. I mean, it is, but I think I, that's what.
2: He, hear me out on this one. Um, I don't know how much should be riding on him because he just doesn't fit the way the Warriors would play basketball yeah. the last eight years. No, he, it's he's fair. just completely different type of guy, right? And so that's why I, I kind of feel like if you're talking about a two-way wing guy that 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 the Warriors have developed and put around stuff for eight years and and one, it's it's Johnny Kaminga. It's pretty obvious, and you watch him play. I mean, you watch him against New Orleans. You're like, dude, this, this guy's been sitting on the bench for what reason, right? So it, for me, it's it doesn't make sense for, for spending that much time and effort when you've already established what has made you so successful. And uh, it's not necessarily been that type of big man, right? No doubt, but
3: franchise picked him second overall. Yeah, that's facts.
2: <laughs> I mean, they owe him $12.1 million
3: next year. Like, they got to find out about him.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: I mean, and yeah, yeah sure, maybe like let's say he, he was out of the rotation the first 10 games, like maybe they're five and five instead of three and seven, yeah. uh, like six and three, we'll say, <laughs> you know, really yeah, flip sure. the record. Sure. Um, I think it was more important for all involved. Like, you know, what is the yeah. Um And the, again, I don't think they're ready to just like hit the eject button and, you know, parachutes <laughs> out, but they learned a lot over the last 10 games like we all have. I mean, I think he's, Further behind than they were hoping entering year three, but like there were, you had to see it to know it. Yeah. And you know, I think you maybe could have played Kaminga, you know, over Jamichael Green, um but I don't, I don't think they shouldn't have tried Wiseman to start sure. the season. Right, I do think you know the, all the all the data which they do look at suggests what he's doing to lineups,
2: and and that will make them tweaks. <laughs> <laughs> Is Steve looking at the Twitter lineup lineup data? Uh, that that I gets think posted every 5 seconds in the
3: uh, analytical report <laughs> in from Pobal their analytics guy and <laughs> hard to ignore some of the stuff going on
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data
1: I think that points to the other thing that's really interesting about this team, which is um, last year, everything clicked with like the, the veteran minimum guys they got. It felt like a deep roster. I don't know. I don't know how many times Steve Kerr said strength in numbers, Uh, that whole thing, this roster, even put Wiseman aside. It feels really thin right now. And I I don't know how much of that's, um, you know, Dante was like their, biggest free agent acquisition someone they were kind of counting on to maybe be a stabilizing force and you know put other guys in in comfortable positions um versus just the fact that like they kind of have six guys on rookie contracts and that generally isn't what contenders do do you think that's a? do you get the sense that that's a concern around the team like I, I'm, I'm looking at it, i'm like i i get what you're saying i know who they're gonna play when it's money time but they can't just have a six-man rotation i mean they're not they're not built to play Steph, Clay, Draymond, 45 minutes a game. Yeah. So
3: I actually have a story coming out on Kaminga in the morning, um, which you know he played a couple times on the road trip. They put him in in Charlotte after uh, Wiseman right. um, got in foul trouble. First play, uh, P.J. Washington, I believe it was, just drove baseline because he wasn't ready. He was like, oh, well, I'm in. And the guy, yes. he drove baseline and yes. won. Yes. They put him in in Detroit, and he's blowing on his hands. Like, you know, it's kind of a cold arena, right? They play where the Red Wings are. Like, he's first sure. play. He's like kind of blown on his hands. They put him into guard Bogdanovich, who's been Detroit's best player. As he's blown on his hands, Bogdanovich curls off the screen. He's like, oh, <laughs> super late. And he goes over and he he bashes into him. Three free throws for Bogdanovich. And that's, you know, to say he's not – he's like – they put him they put him 38 minutes in New Orleans. He looks good because he's like, I know I'm I'm starting tonight. I sure. can kind of, you know, ease into the game. Like, he's that type of player. And I was talking to somebody about those two plays. Interesting. And they were like, yeah, you know, Dame, we throw Damian Lee, we throw JTA in a game last season. Right. And it's like, they ain't blowing on their hands. Like It's like, I got Bogdanovich. I might play three possessions in this entire road trip. But like, I'm locked in for those three possessions because they're 28 years old. And, you know, they've they've grinded their way up through the league. And so that is definitely a difference in the roster for sure. And, you know, that's those roster spots are now... Patrick Baldwin, Ryan Rollins. There's an empty 15th, which there wasn't last year. Andre Iguodala is, you know, an empty spot what, at this what's point. Our,
1: what's our over-under on him? Christmas?
3: <laughs> he had like a cryptic tweet that would signal maybe Side. Friday.
1: Yeah. Which, I, yeah. you know, I can't the believe Cavs, they
3: need him. Can't believe they need him. It would make sense because they have three off days. Uh, they have, what, Tuesday, Weird. Wednesday, Thursday off. So you can get him a couple good practices. And so maybe, but geez, that's not a good sign. Uh, to answer your question, yeah, they're they're thinner. They leaned harder into the like transitioning of eras. I mean, and it's like we could kind of call it coming into the season. Sure. I mean, this, we can now take a step back and realize that, yes, they, they put the plan into motion last year, right, the two-timeline thing, but this season was always going to be the harder one when you're actually trying to, like, mesh them together.
2: I, I do think, though, there is still – I mean, again, it's early, but I do think Dante's coming back. He hasn't really looked good, honestly, even when he was healthy. But I still think there's a chance he's a good rotational bench guy. He should be back. I think somebody, maybe it was you, said it would maybe, maybe on Friday. Um, yeah. Moody still looks good. I think you punt-wise him from the rotation. Just start to play Warriors basketball again, get Kaminga in there. Sounds like Kaminga is most likely going to play 15 or so minutes uh, tomorrow. I, I just... I told Sam this. I apologize for a Damian Lee slander last season because the Warriors <laughs> really, really could use a Damian Lee right now. They could really use JTA, the energy, the, the the just professionalism. IQ. Like, yeah, just all of that. Knowing would be really nice. knowing that
1: you might only get three minutes, so you're going to actually. You, you play You know what's kind of so funny? So. This yeah. is
3: where they've been really fortunate about these, like the new two way rule. Like, guys, right. Jerome, I Jerome's you know, been amazing. Kind of filled in for Dante well on the road trip, and like Lamb, we only saw him really in New Orleans, but. We hit like four or five threes like that might be your Damian Lee at this point. I, it's way too early for me to say that. We've only seen him play one game. But, um, you know, they, may, maybe those are your like smart vets, even though they're not the, really vets.
2: The uh, the 28 year old thing is fascinating to me because I do feel like with young guys in these situations, and I'm thinking specifically Kaminga and Wiseman, not Moody, is that when you get drafted so high, you want to be a superstar. And when you don't have that upside, which I mean, one could argue that you could say that for Wiseman, is that they kind of have to take their lumps going across several teams. Like, I'm watching Dennis Smith Jr., and he's like a really good basketball player now. He's like 25 years old, but he's on his fifth NBA team. And to me, that's like, that's probably something Wiseman's going to have to go through. Like, you're just going to have to realize at some point, dude, you're not going to be a superstar. Uh, you're going to have to figure out how to play winning basketball and do the dirty work. And I don't, know, I don't think that's what you figure out at 21, though. Not not at 21 playing 10 minutes a game. That's for sure. Um, and I, yeah, think that goes I mean, cool that's, guys. I guess, the flaw. Kind of depressing in, look at
3: it. That's kind of the flaw in their draft plan a little bit, and we'll see. Like, I understand why, if you're the Warriors, like, you know, don't sure. take a role player at two overall. But, you know, if you want Tyrese Halliburton or something. He might not be a role player. But it would have been a
2: crazy pick at two. I mean, that is yeah, true.
3: Exactly. Or, you know. Contextually, um, yes. <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: Franz Wagner at seven instead of Kaminga, maybe sure. I don't, you know. Although I,
1: TBD on 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 Kaminga. I think TBD point. on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it would have been ballsy. I do get what you're saying because it it feels like it feels like you know you're trying to hit like a blue pit single instead of take the big swing
3: i remember david there was people that were like davion mitchell like you know he could yeah, really count exactly. like, that was before they got gp2 and had you know gary play that role but it was like hounding point guard that could be helpful but it was like they were they took swings on like future pieces future they believe superstars and like obviously they've committed to it but the flaw of that is like you know these guys aren't wired to be like Damian Lee. <laughs> like they're or or too. Yeah. Nick Richards. Like, yeah. you know, it's it sounds very bad that he's that James Wiseman's getting outplayed by Nick Richards, but Nick Richards is better at that role than James Wiseman currently is at that role. Oh. Um, and this was the flaw that I you know, I think of this plan. Um, and I, you know, we could I think in five years from now we could be saying that will. There'll be two arguments. Either James Wiseman's coming out and doing interviews because he's like looking really good, and he's like, Man, it was great that I got those years, you know, learning under champions. Or it's like, Gosh, that was not a good place for him to start his career. He couldn't play, he couldn't, you know, spread the wings. Um, We'll see. But if you're the Warriors, like, you're drafting for yourself. You're not saying, Oh, this isn't a great place for potential superstars. Like, Joe Lacob's taking a swing for the future. I don't, you know, we can argue if that's right or not, but that's what they
1: did. Was the reason Wiseman was getting shots over Kuminga because like your your story about Kuminga kind of being lack of days and gets thrown in there like yeah I mean we saw it too, and, too and it I can understand disgusting. I can understand why he immediately yeah. gets pulled for not bringing the requisite amount of energy like it makes total sense I it's just a hundred percent applicable to Wiseman too and he's not getting pulled from those situations and it's hard for. That's really just a we have to make a decision on him type of situation, isn't it? Huh?
3: Yeah, I think like they knew more about Jonathan Kaminga entering the season than they knew about James Wiseman. We all did. We saw more of Kaminga last year. Um, I just, they needed to get data on Wiseman. Wiseman needed to play too. Like you know, again, this is not. You know, a Steph Curry team, as I, I know you guys talk about plenty. Like, this is probably like not the conversations that he would he loves to be having about the, sure. the eighth, ninth man in his rotation. He would rather it's just like a secure veteran or whatever. But sure team building wise, and like they've gone down this path, and like say what you want about the franchise, but I think the worst franchises can't commit to plans. You know, they're they pivot on everything, every little thing makes them change their mind on something. Like they've committed to this plan. Like we'll see if it works or not, but. Part of this plan is, like, find out what James Wiseman is. I would have argued maybe you play him both. You split him up rotationally, um, which is, you know, he tried to play Kaminga coming into the season. They tried to play him at the three, though. At the remember?
1: three, yeah. I mean, that wasn't a good move,
3: but that I was bad for Kaminga. My,
1: my prediction both. is he plays him at the three, but with Lamb at the four going forward for a little bit here. Feels, yeah. like, a, feels like a Steve Kerr move.
3: Again, well, I would say one of the critiques that, in retrospect, we can have on their drafts. Uh, those lottery, three lottery picks they took is it looks like their two highest priority picks, Comigna and Wiseman, cannot play together, at least at this current very early career point, and that's that's an issue because if you have got to play Looney, and you're bringing both those guys off the bench and they can't play together, you almost have to pick
2: one of the two. Yeah, I, I I nobody can play with Wiseman right now, so I I think we'll see we'll see. Um, hey, is there a chance that that guy gets sent to the G League?
3: Not from what I've heard at this moment. I mean, that could change. The G League just uh, tipped off yeah. this weekend.
1: Yeah, right.
2: Um, I saw Baldwin and Rollins got sent. So I just, you know, yeah. Pat, Jordan Poole got sent, you know, a couple of years ago. And, and maybe Kaminga get, get sent down again. I, I'm just, I'm curious because I thought he should be there. Just get 30 minutes a game. I don't.
3: Yeah. You know. I don't think they're there yet. I think if, you know, he's, if, if they really, find, you know, click with a rotation that doesn't include him over several games and it's like. He's he is getting like regular DMPs if that happens. Sure. I mean, and he is he's been very accepting. Like he accepted the G League, um, you know, the motions, whatever you want to call it over the last couple of years. So I think that's something he would accept if it makes sense. I just don't think they're there yet.
2: Let's pivot off of a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I, also
1: I feel like the other um the other interesting thing is uh both Clay and Poole are playing pretty pretty terrible ironically draymond who is the uh, the story of preseason for better or worse uh playing some of the better basketball he's played like five years
2: contract maybe
1: um, that doesn't su- yeah
2: it doesn't surprise
1: know. me but it is yeah. kind of funny it does feel like um the slow start wiseman looking lost like it feels like two seasons ago the whole draymond pool punch thing do you feel that way a little bit or no not so yeah much. i
3: mean this is the type of team that you know there's just storylines pile up so quickly that, yeah, I mean, I will say it's like no longer a topic at all around the team, which I, I wouldn't have predicted this early. It would be sure. The only time you hear it discussed is there, they'll be talk You'll, you'll be talking to somebody and they're like, man, we just didn't get like the requisite prep time in preseason, like preseason, ah. was so <laughs> jacked up. And we kind of you know, you kind of know what they're alluding the, to. There. The innuendo is there. Yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. But there's nobody still like, oh the punch you know this or that which sure you know maybe that that's just the world we live in like we move off stories now so quick you know in this modern age but yeah it's it it does seem a while
1: ago what are what are your thoughts on just kind of how subpar clay has been so far like and he he did play well in that last game was it Orlando? it was orlando right before yeah. although what a game to lose. Anyway, yeah. that's that's a different story. But it's shots. like,
2: yeah.
1: But it's like, um, the whole Clay thing has been weird to me because he comes back from injury last year. Uh, you know, he's up and down, but I think everyone would say he played way better than you expected, given the injuries he went through last year, and then this preseason not playing and starting so slow, like. I don't know what to make of it. It it almost feels like reverse. I would have expected yep, yep. this play that we're seeing in this early part of the season to have been last year. Yep. And you know what I'm saying? Which he
3: he did struggle when he came back last year. Sure. Like, there was like a long stretch of inefficiency. You know, people remember the dunk against Cleveland and it was like this, you know, great night for him, but go look at his field goals for like maybe the next 13 games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was even I can remember doing, like, radio hits at, like, 95-7, and it was like, should pool start over clay? You know, that type of stuff. Um, so, maybe it's Rust because he was so inactive from, like, a, you know, playing standpoint this summer. I mean, he seems to kind of think so. He's also, he's just very, um, you know, field goal efficiency reliant, like, on his game now. I mean, he's going to be, an you know, a solid enough defender. He hasn't been horrible on that end, but it's like he's going to take you know, his shots per minute are going to be very high. And if he's hot, he looks like, you know, a, a huge weapon. And if he's not, and he's not right now, it's kind of a liability because he's a, he's a chucker.
2: Um, the I, I'm less concerned about the clay one. What I really want to talk about is a second guy, Sam brought up. We all thought this guy was going to take a next step. Jordan pool. Now again, I'm going to be an asshole. I think part of it is he has to play with Wiseman. So that makes life kind of hard for him. But now that assuming dude is going to be DNP'd, is like what, what's the what's the deal? Can, can, did he, is he going to finally learn how to just go forward instead of you know go <laughs> dribbling side to side for ten seconds before trying to make a move? Like what's what what's the issue right now? Did he I don't know? Is he concussed from Draymond? What's what's going on?
3: I I mean I think a lot of times. <laughs> You know, and this is goes beyond. He's sports, not playing like, well, man. It's annoying. No, he's not. He's not. Yeah. Um. You know, people like kind of revert to who they are at their core a lot of times, especially sure. in like situations where they feel like you know panicked in a sense. That's yeah. yeah. you know they've been trying to you know say what you want about like Kerr's strategy with pool over the last few years, but so much it was like stop dancing with the ball, point five basketball, like you know catch and get off it if you don't have a shot, take the quick shot or straight to the rim. So much of what they tried to beat out of him, including the Julie stint, was the dancing. Was you know the the carrying side to side, yeah, yeah the side to side stuff, the wandering with the ball, uh, and obviously the defensive end too, which you know he's not playing good defensively. I just think you know the pressure of what came in the preseason. You know he just signed the big contract. They're kind of telling him, you know, you mentioned it, lead the second unit, run pick and roll with Wiseman, which. You know, I thought was a good idea. I I vouched for that to be like too. the identity of a second yeah. unit. Um, and you know, he's it's not like he's been horrible every game. Remember like the Detroit game, he had that just explosion, it mm-hmm. was like 12 points in a minute. I just think he's he's pressing right now. I think Steve said though he's trying too hard, which you know is is another way to put it. And I think when he's pressing you see the worst version of him come out where it's like Jordan pool back in Milwaukee. Like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm dancing with the ball. I got to beat this guy off the dribble. Right. It's not mm-hmm. the, it's not his natural instinct to play 0.5, which has made him so good. But where, where I wouldn't like, he had stretches like this last year.
1: He just well, points. Yeah. And I would say it points to kind of, you know, S- Steve Kerr mentioned and I want to say in every post game, which, to be fair, is his mo. We didn't move the ball well enough. The ball, ball's not moving. Like he lo- he loves to harp on that and like you know proofs in the pudding there. But I'm watching the second unit and I'm I'm trying to figure out where they're even going to generate it from because in past year or really just last year, second unit had Otto Porter, Bielita. Uh, we, we threw out JTA, and Damian Lee, whatever you think of them. They're guys who understood exactly what Steve Kerr wanted with ball movement and. It made it easier to get Jordan Poole off ball and just kind of be more decisive where he became so efficient. Now it's um, players who are not used to playing that Warriors style. And I I just don't see where it's coming from, honestly. That's
3: why he's throwing Ty Jerome out there, really. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Um, They, so I've had a few
3: conversations uh, about this, but they have a lot of like guys that are looking for their own on this team compared to last year's wiggins is more confident than ever you know so he's kind of you know he'll take a three right when he right when he touches it you know more than he previously did Poole has you know he's ascended like a, a rocket ship <laughs> but you know he always was like that but even more like he's empowered to do that like steve Kerr said you know you take that shot as a second year player you're coming out of the game now it's like you know he's playing 30 minutes regardless uh, kaminga is is wants to get his own Moses been, Moody, you know, say a lot of good things about Moses Moody. Moses Moody's, like, got some chucker mentality in there. He, he's been watching some some Clay Thompson. Yeah. He's not just, like, you know, get it, move it, get it, move it. He's like, oh, I'm
1: out here. Like, let me get this up real quick. Yeah, it's, so, it's like he thinks if, if he hits two, he'll get to stay on the court. Like, yeah. he didn't get to stay on the court for passing the ball to the side.
3: I also just think he thinks he's a scorer because he yeah. is actually, like, you know, he's better than your typical, like, I think, you know, in, in – in six years, depending on what team he's on, but, like, you know, he could average, like, 17 a game or something yeah. like that, you know. Uh, I mean, what did he have, like, a 30-something point game in Summer League? Like, he's... Anyway, my point is, like, there's just... There's not the 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 ball movers. And in a lot of ways, that's good, right? They've had flawed teams in the past where it's, like, JTA. Looney and Draymond are not just hot-potatoing <laughs> yeah, it to themselves. Yeah. There's, like, four other... Right. You know, JTA's getting it and trying yeah, to move it sure. on.
2: And like yeah.
3: So it's this balance. But right now, I do think the balance is tilted towards, like, Everyone's trying to get shots up, which means, you know, I haven't looked at the passes per game. Maybe I should, but I bet it's down.
2: It's also tilted to guys that are trying to establish themselves in the league, taking these shots, too, Um, which is kind of the I mean, we talked about Wiseman for about 30 minutes, but he's he's not the (laughs) issue now with these guys, because you're right. Moses Moody doesn't actually pass the ball. I I think he could. I think he actually knows how to cut which is a lot better. Just, than to, just I, to be clear, they're before. leading the NBA in passes per game.
3: <laughs> oh, of course. Is it, is it over 300?
1: Yeah, 320,
3: 322.9. <sighs> Dr- Draymond's still, still infusing <laughs> <that memory>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think it um, just speaks to how no one else passed. Everyone else just plays a spread
2: pick and roll, like
1: I shoot so. it or.
0: Yeah.
2: I so shoot it. But anyway, that's, yeah. that's, a, that's a different conversation. No, it's just, it's just the Warriors play the Warriors way. But right now I feel like the Warriors are not playing the way that they normally play because they've got a bunch of guys that don't know how to play that style. It's not passing with purpose.
1: Like any way you want to slice it. Like that number is not, it, it doesn't look like the ping, 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 find the open man. It's a lot of like, I'm looking for my own and I'm passing it because I don't have it type. Of thing.
2: It's also a lot of stuff too. It's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of like we saw in 2020 where Steph averaged 30-plus points. Didn't he lead the league in scoring? And you watched it, and you're just yeah. like, it really felt like the Warriors needed every single bucket just to stay in a game. I watched that Orlando game, and I'm like, he has 39 points, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, man, it feels like the Warriors are just losing every time he has to make a bu- – every time he makes a bucket, it feels like the Warriors are still down, and they need another one, they need another one, and that's just not how – it's not really how the Warriors have been, right? When they've been good, it's always it, – it, that's just not the way they do it. They don't play that Luka style or Harden
3: style. Well, yeah, they're they're also like what 25th in defense or
1: something right now. We didn't yeah. even talk that's about other, that yet, actually. That's the other problem.
3: <laughs> I mean, the offense, the off, like they scored whatever, 120 something in Orlando. They hit, you know, Steph and Clay combined hit 15 threes. Like offense wasn't the issue that night.
2: Starters too, asked- by the way. So it's it's not even just like we could talk about it. It's just the starters aren't playing good defense. Like Nobody's playing good defense up and down the roster. Now, I think part of it, Sam and I talk about, is I feel like the starters kind of expected more from the bench. They're like, well, we didn't expect to need to go 120% four months after the the, the championship, and now we have to go hard in a, in a late October game in freaking Detroit to try to win. They expect yeah, a little it, better.
3: It sounded like a great theory like six weeks ago, right? Like young guys, fresh, right, want to play right. a bunch. Like, you know, play them. They'll really save the old legs. Right. Uh, and then you get 10 games in, and it's like, Three and seven kind of need some wins, like, and these guys aren't helping. And then suddenly it's like, does Ty Jerome need more minutes? Like Anthony I Lamb, <laughs> which is not it to me. It just goes back to like the young guys aren't as ready as
1: as they were hoping. So I guess going forward with it, I mean, that the real question is like, is this going to change? Because th- any way you want to slice it, like the road trip, like they're two shots away from being five and five, but they're not. They're not. They're three and seven right now, and. It, you're just kind of looking at it and it, it just kind of, they're kind of pot committed to this at this point, right? Like there, there's no significant change that's going to come.
3: No, I mean, they will, I think, I mean, I know they're going to look at some different combos that I do think will make some more sense. Um, and they'll probably stiffen up defensively because the main guys will. Uh, they're probably going to whoop the Kings on Monday, um, to be honest, just because. You know, they, they got a couple practices, they're probably gonna play with yeah. some desperation. I could still, you know, when it's 30 games in, they might be fifteen and fifteen, which is like you know, not great. Not where you want to um, be. Yeah.
2: But Sam's asking I, about I, trade deadline, I bet. I bet you're asking about tra- <laughs> like I wonder what I um, wonder if they're gonna, which I don't I think they will. Think it's, I think it's, if it's one thing reasons. if it's one thing the Warriors front office do is that they're gonna hold on. They're gonna hold on for their life. Is well, there, there will be come there will come a point that
3: you know, and trade deadlines, are you know, for every single team is such a checkpoint of like, you know, we are we committed to this plan? Do we need to get off, Uh, you know, this plan? And like at some point they do, they'll need to decide, you know, on the youth. Um, but it's just, you know, we're 10 games in, you know, that's a decision that gets made late January. You start to, you know, probably think about that. Um, so
2: we'll see. I like panicking. So let's I, get I off like the
1: Warriors it. for one second here. um. Is there anyone you see in the NBA in general that should make the Warriors a little more panicked? Like the way I'm looking at them is like, this isn't last year's bench. They need to figure it out at some point, otherwise, they're just not going to contend. But they they do still feel more tweaks away from competing than like we we gotta get it, you know, right. we gotta we gotta like break up the starting lineup and bring in a new player type of thing. Uh, is there anyone you're looking at around the NBA where you're like that's different and they need to really up their game from where they were even last year to compete with that.
3: Yeah. I mean, if the Bucs are healthy and you know, waiting for them in a, mm-hmm. in a potential finals, that's that's a dangerous looking team right now. Yep. Um uh, it you know, if the Bucks if Middleton and stayed healthy and beat Boston, you know, maybe Milwaukee beats them in the finals last year. I don't know. Westwise looks very similar to the conference that they right. went through yeah. last year. Um, but they're not, you know, at this point, if we, as we're judging this stage of this team, they're not as good. The Warriors are not as good because the, I mean, we've talked about it, but the depth is melted away. It can be built back up, but that would, you know, just, you know, in a Memphis series, I could see them losing a Memphis series just because, you know, it feels like they're only really seven, eight reliably deep. Whereas like Memphis, but you know. Is going nine or ten, and like you know, they're 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 losing game one in Memphis. You know that's what just, just less precise yeah. throwing
1: games away. Yeah, no, yeah, I hear
3: you on that. So, but no, I the league has not like shook a different way. Besides, Mil- Milwaukee's the only team I'm like, okay, like you know, I picked and win we, the title, but I'm even knew. feeling stronger about that now. Yeah,
2: Denver and L. A., which were the two teams that that we all thought were, I mean, they just had to be better with health, but Kawhi's out for. Now he's out. He's just <laughs> out. Health, like, their he's health is still out. a question mark. He is. Yeah. He is literally just out with no timetable, which tells me that is he done for the season? Uh, and then Denver just doesn't look. Uh, Denver was my pick. Like I, <laughs> they don't look like a team that's ready to contend because they may play defense worse than the Warriors. Uh, because their three best players can't freaking defend. So, yeah, the I mean, Pelicans. To that point, it, it, oh, I was Pelicans. gonna say the Pelicans
1: yeah. are the one I want to watch, but it's it feels oh, yeah. like. Um, coordinating a year like like they have the pieces but i'm talking yeah I just down the like, line. it's tough yeah. for
3: me to imagine like zion and brandon ingram in the west finals just like you know yeah, ready yeah, for so just, it feels out.
1: like a year where they like pull a first round upset and then like if they keep building maybe next year is the year that like they,
3: memphis in the second round this past year
1: right yeah, yeah exactly yeah. That, that sort of thing but like i'm kind of with you on that like i'm, I'm looking at it
2: it is milwaukee's the one who's terrifying right now and I don't you but you watch Milwaukee they are they are hard to watch like their offense is not pretty but they just no. it's because. it's just uh it's just Giannis it's just yeah the jamming it down your throat yeah it's not He's aesthetically it. pleasing basketball but the dude just owns just the they're they're also the
3: huge and defensively like you know with Drew Hall, they just hound your ball handler you know Brooke Lopez is still you know a really good rim he's protector um and then Giannis is just everywhere like he's just just enormous and like
2: everywhere all at once if yeah. uh if Wiseman can uh can become uh uh, Bobby Portis, if he can figure out how to be that energy big oh, off from, the bench, from Wiseman to Portis. Wow. No, no, I'm just saying. Oh, sorry, you, you, from, we we're talking about I mean, Brook Lopez. Portis, bro, yeah, no, but, no, from Giannis to Brook Lopez, which would be nice because he's, yeah. a, he's a big guy who can shoot threes and defend. But then, uh, even one lower would be Bobby Portis, which is an energy big that's kind of you know figured it out. He's going to be in the NBA for a long time.
3: Yeah, I bet. Again, I mean, I don't want to wrap us back into this conversation, but like that's just <laughs> who James Wiseman at his core, has proven, like, not to be, Yeah, right. you know. The truth is, I mean, like, if he was being developed, you know, in the type of situation we were talking earlier, he'd probably be taking some threes, you know, put him in wherever, Oklahoma City right now. Why, like, are, yeah, pick and why is like, he not taking
1: know, threes, by the way?
3: Because they've, like, you know, they're trying to pigeonhole him, in, which, you know... Don't to be Yeah, which makes sense on this Warriors team, right? We saw, mm-hmm. as a rookie, they gave him too much freedom remember how many like yep. mid post 17 feet out touches you know and he was taking cool. the jumpers and all that and i think correctly it was like all right this year you know just dive just continue to dive you know pick your the pant up type of thing yeah yeah like don't you know and i in i know it sounds cliche sometimes like he is coachable in a sense of like he's taking that you know feedback and and he's not out there like you know trying to you know get get into his bag 15 feet out Basically, but no, Kaminga, yeah, <laughs> but like this guy growing up wasn't a high energy big, right? Like, like, Isaiah Stewart in high school, like, how did he thrive in high school? It was like I'm gonna body you around, I'm gonna right. fly around the court, I'm just gonna be super physical. Like, I'm not trying to like get a pick and pop three. That's I a ironically, problem. <laughs> yeah. And they're and and right now, Wiseman's role on a team is something he's never done.
2: Yeah, especially for a guy that young. That's a tough. Hey, oh, how do we go? Oh, we just get back to Wiseman. That, like, that, yeah. that was my fault. That was my fault. It is
1: 100% your fault. We'll, <laughs> yeah, we'll, fault. we'll end it there. Slater, we appreciate you hopping on. More Wiseman talk than we wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Be back in you. a month I'm, doing the same I'm thing. I'm sure you'll Let's have
3: play. plenty of other segments in the coming weeks that are very similar. <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right, Slater. Thanks, brother.